Good morning, happy fall. Welcome back to the favorite podcast of all the people in their 30s. It's Ouch My 30s with me, your host, Duval George Culpepper. Uh, where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Okay, uh, I had a little pain snafu. It's so funny. All right, well, I started going to therapy. And uh, again, started going to see a therapy woman. Dr. Quinn, therapy woman. And, uh, you know, for a long time, I wasn't sure if I wanted a male or female um, therapist. I remember in my 20s, like the first time I went to therapy in college because a girl dumped me. And I was like, I mean, don't you yearn for the problems of your 20s? I wish I could grab a 20 fucking two-year-old Duval and be like, buddy, she ain't worth it. And it gets worse, you know, because I'm sitting there in this. Uh, Pace University, you know, uh, therapy, uh, counseling center or, or whatever. And I'm like, I just feel like I've never connected with anyone before. Like this corny white girl from Michigan. She just really understands me. And I, I just feel like we can have a mutual together. Uh, I, that's how I sounded. Um, <laughs> God, it was embarrassing back then. And now I'm in therapy being like, bitch, what am I going to do about this arm pain? Uh, so anyway. Um, I always felt more connected to a female therapist and then time went on and I started to hate my mom a lot more. And then I was like, man, I don't want to talk to no bitch about nothing. Goddamn lying. Strumpets can't tell me shit. Uh, (laughs) and then I like for the first time was like, I'll talk to a dude. And that's the thing. I think like the brotherhood of men, you take for granted the brotherhood of men in your twenties. Cause like dudes are just always... Everyone's single and has nothing to do in their 20s. All of your male friends. Every single one of your male friends in your 20s ain't got a goddamn thing to do. Um, But in your 30s, either because they've become wildly successful or got some girl pregnant, um, dude's time does disappear. And so does their time to hang out with other dudes. So I think you take for granted uh, that in your 20s and your 30s. You're kind of like, I don't have a dude to talk to. So now I've been more of like, I've been more comfortable speaking to a male therapist that I went to a little while ago and I didn't follow up because I have commitment issues and I'm a flake, blah, blah, blah. Back to a female therapist. And now I remember why I wanted to go to a dude therapist. Um, she was cool and all, but the second session, um, she's like, so I, I just want to acknowledge something. I'm like, uh-huh. She's like, I just want to acknowledge that um, when we spoke on the phone, I made a joke about gentrification and I didn't know you were African-American until you came in. So I just wanted to acknowledge my role in gentrification because I sensed that it made you uncomfortable. And I was like, when the fuck were you talking about gentrification? What are you talking about? She's like, well, as a white person, you know, gentrification is different. I, I, I don't get to make fun of that. I was like, sure, sure you do. She's like, well, it's different being a white person. I'm like, no, it's not. I, I drink the same $17 cocktails you probably do. Uh, I think this more has, has more to do with uh, social, social class. Than it does skin color. She's just like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, well, maybe. I was like, no, not maybe. And then we got into the whole thing about, uh, then she brings up Black Lives Matter. And it was just, it was really, I was like, I'm here to talk about my fucking dad, not your fucking thesis on race. Uh, What other nonsense did she say? We were talking about, uh, like, well, we, we started talking about like how I feel alienated in a lot of places. And she's like, do you think your skin color has something to do with that? I was like, I mean, 
sure, but I've been dealing with you white people for 34 years, so, like, this isn't new to me. It's kind of just, like, second nature to, like, have to humor ignorant white people. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I mean, someone telling me I speak white or talk white is more, is the most insulting thing, you know, you can say to a black man, particularly one who's as intelligent as I am. Uh, and she's like, oh, really? That's, that's the worst thing. Well, obviously there's something more worse than that. I'm like, nope, nope. I didn't, I didn't feel like being like nigger in that little tiny therapy room. Um, but I was like, yeah, no, telling an intelligent black man uh, he speaks white is the worst thing you can say to someone. And anyone who would use a slur, I pity. I'm not mad at them. She's like, no, that's very generous of you. I'm like, it's not generous of me. I'm just better than a redneck who has no th- nothing, else, nothing else in life than to resort to like a base racial slur to articulate his feelings of frustration and inadequacy in this world. And she's like, mm, okay. She was just fucking vassar colleging me. And I was just like, bitch, just tell me about how to deal with my dad, please. God damn, like you can't escape this shit. And that's that's the really frustrating thing. It's like, you know, you're, you're trying to seek help and still the specter of politics follows you into this goddamn room. And of course, race, you know, plays into these things. But like, I'm not like some ill-adjusted, like, I know how to handle white people, lady. Like, I'm not coming to you for how to handle white people. I'm coming for you to figure out like my fucking, you know, Oedip- Oedipal complexes and whether or not, uh, you know, I'm trying to kill my dad. You just, what the fuck? You know, like, shut the fuck up. God. Just some fucking... It really frustrated me. Because, you know, you're going there. You're trying to work on you. And and that's the thing. Like, I kind of prefer, like, a, 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 an out-of-touch old white guy who's not going to be sitting there being like, so, uh, how do you feel about Breonna Taylor? Nigga, fucking fix me! Then I'll fix uh, institutionalized systemic racism, man. Fuck. That is frustrating. Um, what else did she say? She said, that's generous of you. I apologize about gentrification. I was like, I'm, I'm like, lady, I, like, I probably make more money than you do. Okay, I made $5,000 for 45 minutes of work yesterday. All right, can you just... <laughs> okay, fucking... Uh, anyway. So, begin beginning that process, and I'll probably continue to go just because my insurance pays for it, so like, why fucking not? Um... I'm thinking about the Wellbutrin. Just something to level me off. Because my, 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 you know, my ups are great. My lows are fucking horrible. So, and I've been putting this off for too long. I've been like, just going to take these herbs and I'll do yoga and then everything will be fine. And it's like, uh, that hasn't happened yet. And it's been five years. So, that is one aspect of it. Uh, The debates. Ah, yes, the debates. I watched the debates last night. I like that people watch that expecting anything other than what it was. Uh, like what you thought Biden was going to be articulate and be able to interrupt Trump and Trump was going to be quiet and an, an inspirational leader who would, uh, you know, flaunt his, he has a few successes in his presidency, whether you like him or not, he has done some things to his credit, uh, whether that, whether they appeal more to his base or not is one thing, but the guy has an argument for why he's done okay so far. Um, but no, he just sat there like a child interrupting Biden and Biden, Man, shut up, man. Uh, yeah, but then people are acting like I don't know how people expect it to be anything other than it was, and I don't have any novel insights on it. Um, what does bother me, though, a lot of white people are very condescending about how I don't vote. I don't really give a shit. Whatever you guys decide is fine. 
Uh, I'm for voting. I think if you believe in what your candidate stands for, I think you definitely should vote. But I think white people talk about voting from a very, and I don't, I'm loath to invoke the privilege argument, but I think white people talk about voting from a position of privilege where the assumption that they're making is that if you vote, the system will adequately reflect your values or the person who wins based on your vote will, uh, will campaign for you, will enact policies and change that you will benefit from. And it's like, yeah, if you're a rich white person. And of course, there are candidates who are probably more likely to benefit people of color and not just people of color, poor people in this country. But it assumes a lot to say that, like, if you just vote, things will get better. You know, and it's just like, hey, uh, we've been here for 400 years and uh, things of whether regardless of who's been in power, Republican or Democrat, people of color and poor people are still pretty fucked. And again, I'm not saying like voting don't work and the system don't change, but it means something different to be a fucking, you know, middle class, upper middle class white person who just like skips to the voting booth, drops their ballot and uh, walks away. And it's just like, OK, now the world will shift to align with what I need and my virtues. And it's like, it, it just doesn't work that way for poor people and people of color uh, as directly. So I think at the very least, you should be tolerant or understanding of why someone is like, I don't believe in voting or voting isn't as uh, direct a uh, benefit to me, you know? Because everyone's like, how did you vote? Did you register to vote? Because also it's it's how white people talk about voting because it has more to do with them getting their person in power. And then because, you know, like white liberals do this all the time. They co-opt black pain and black movements to further their own uh, agendas. Right. Like white feminists do this with Black Lives Matter. You know, they show up to a Black Lives Matter protest and then slowly their, their pink pussy hat comes out. And they're just like, mm, and also women's rights. And it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. One thing the fuck at a time. But they very slyly do that. And that's how I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of rich white liberals approach uh, voting and pain in this country. I just woke up. What point was I making? Oh, so, so yeah, they're just very condescending about it. And I'm like, you have to understand the position that people are coming from who are like, um, yeah, the system works great for you, but for some of us, uh, pardon our skepticism and pardon our lack of excitement for you just to kind of be like, uh, just vote and everything will be all right. Um, again, because that, that, that co-opting of, of issues and movements really is what kind of frustrates me. Even like with Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg, you know, it's like there's this weird co-opting of black movements to serve sort of upper middle class white agendas and they're like yeah 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 you'll benefit from it and like yeah that's the point i was trying to make I kind of ran up went off track there i remember like the last election cycle you know all these like little white girls would be running around uh this town that i'm in being like did you vote let's vote i'm like okay well tell me what your candidate stands for oh they're a democrat oh, oh, oh that's not enough you need to tell me what they stand for and then they would kind of lazily be like articulate some of their platforms and i'm like okay did you go to the inner city and ask what those people thought that you were, that you've been trying to like sign up to vote and stuff. Like what are their individual beliefs uh, politically, the, the, the people who live in this town? And she's like, well, it's not about individual beliefs. It's about getting voter blocks to vote as one democratic ticket so we can win. And I'm like, well, fuck that then. 
then I don't want to be a part of it. If you're not going to actually see what individual groups of people or individuals want in a candidate, then fuck your party and fuck your candidate. And that's I've had I've had like pompous white girls sit there and stare me in the eyes and be like, well, it doesn't really matter what they want individually because that's not how you win elections. And I'm like, all right, so then say that. Say you just want to win an election. Don't say that voting is going to benefit black people and poor people. Just say there is things that you want that this candidate has, and in order to get that candidate in office, you have to sell some platitudes to niggers so they can figure out, so they can be like, oh, okay, they're going to do justice. Okay, we showed up to some protest. All right, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Okay, we have a Democratic candidate. Oh, the hood is still the same. So, yeah, it, it does bother me when people try to strong arm me into voting. And I'm like, yeah, well and great for you, middle class white girl. Uh, the rest of us have kind of not been seeing the same dividends. And you'll pardon our skepticism. All right. Uh, also, yeah, and then, like, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And they first they had her, her fucking trainer doing the push-ups out her coffin. Is that not the most slavey shit you have ever seen? God damn, man. Can you, like, Zoom call that goddamn push-up tribute in, please? God, I was like, I was like, nigga, get up. You're wearing your uniform. You're sitting there doing push-ups. The patron, the pa- isn't there not a better metaphor for the point that I'm trying to make than a dead white woman in a coffin with her fit, able-bodied black man doing push-ups at her feet, her dead feet? Fuck that. I was not a fan of that look. And then I saw, and then people are trying to do this weird, again, co-opting black pain, particularly black male pain, uh, Notorious RBG. There's a image that I saw on Instagram of Ruth Bader Ginsburg with the biggie crown on and the sunglasses, and it's like, ugh, like stop co-opting our shit to try to make your patron saint of white lady uh, cool. It's it's just a weird energy. Again, white feminists co-opt black pain to serve their political agendas. All right, uh, it's personal pain and politics with Duval. What else? Uh, yeah, so that's it, I guess. Um, family life is still more or less the same. And just, you know, mom's delusional, detached from reality. And father, I guess, is also believes God has all the answers, which is always a refreshing way to address longstanding personal family trauma. Uh, it's all due to God, how dismissive and a negating of your own pain. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the fall is going to hold, guys. I mean, how long has this been going on? We've been doing, uh, I started this most recent iteration of this podcast like seven months ago. And here we are, still, still going. I hope we don't lock back down again, but if we do, we will uh, find a way to uh, persevere, and then we'll elect uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden will be president. Have some good folks in there. Uh, Kamala is a fantastic legislator. Uh, still a great job. So we'll come in. All right, anyway. That's a shitty, uh, shitty Obama. Uh, also, because... Trump did. Uh, he, Trump went like kind of full '80s yuppie there. I was waiting for him to say this. He hadn't said it yet in his presidency. I don't think uh, he was talking about China to Joe Biden during the debate. And my favorite '80s yuppie line is, "I'm gonna come down. I'm gonna come down there and eat your lunch." 
if you don't get Bill on the phone and get those stocks sold, I'm going to come down there and eat your lunch. And uh, Biden, tr- Trump goes to Biden. He's like, China ate your lunch. It was just a very 80s yuppie line. Uh, I don't think Biden heard it. Biden, I think Biden was drooling when he said that. Um, shut up, man. <laughs> Such a fucking nightmare. Uh, but just vote and it all goes away, right? Nah. I don't think so. And then again, hearing these two candidates talk about, I think what is he, I think Trump said the African American population community. Again, like you, the, the, whether you're a liberal or, or or conservative, you know, this the way African Americans are talked about in this country. It's just like so fucking uh, objective or object, object, uh, objectifying. It's just like we're this solid block of indivi- of individuals. Uh, and you know, and Biden had his version of it too. Like if you if you like if you don't know whether or not you're going to vote for me, you ain't black. Like, let me be an individual. Just to bring it back to my session with my therapist, it's just like let me be a fucking individual first, and then we can worry about all these sort of existential, uh, macro level, uh, systemic problems that will always be with me and are not lost upon me. But if a man can't be a fucking individual first before you immediately start making assumptions about what I'm offended by or what I stand for, you know, what my politics are. It's just like, we're not going to get anywhere. And and that's the big problem politically for me. And yes, I think opting out is okay. I think not voting is a referendum on where we're at, you know, and a smart candidate, a smart party will see that. And the big ass amount of people who did not vote, you can get them back if you talk to them like a fucking individual and not these giant blanket statements uh, that white people love fucking making, you know, whether you're a therapist from Bard or, you know, a presidential candidate, unless you can talk to an African-American like they're a fucking human being on an individual level, you ain't going to get anywhere. And black people aren't going to get anywhere if we don't find a way to articulate ourselves as individuals and not just be defined as a group. Uh, cause again, black people, we're all patently aware of what the problems are. We know what the deal with police is. We know the deal with our relationship to this country. We understand what it means to be, you know, under the gun, no pun intended, all the fucking time. But the real way to sort of uh, progress is to look at what we need as individuals also. You know, it's not just about Black Lives Matter. It's about what does Terry's life need? Why does Terry's life matter, you know, or why doesn't it matter? Then you can really tell some story. Ooh, that's a good campaign. Start just interviewing. I'm doing like profiling individuals. Um, all right, maybe I'll do that. All right. This has been good, I guess. I'm going to get ready to go to the gym because my back hurts. Uh, hey, if you like what you heard, subscribe, share, and do all that other good stuff. Thanks, guys. Ouch, my 30s.